Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. I am here with our host, Bud Browning. How's it going, Bud? Hey, guys. How you doing? So Bud has a topic that he wants to talk about today. Do you want to kick us off, Bud? Uh, you know, my topic was about diligence, how to live a diligent lifestyle. For some reason, this kind of resonated with me over the weekend, but uh, I think I heard a message about it and, uh, on TV. And uh, Do we really live a diligent life for Christ, or do we just uh, mm -hmm. uh, kind of live, uh, you know, in a, 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 not an opposite way, but when you think about the antonyms uh, for uh, the word diligence, Mm -hmm. uh, words like coldness comes to mind or is written down detachment, disinterestedness, laziness, indifference, neglect, idleness, inactivity, disinterest, sloth, unconcern, absent-mindedness. So I'm thinking about, gosh, so the I mean, opposites. Right? Yeah. 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 The, I, I, I probably live more of the opposite type thing. You know, the coldness, the, uh, lukewarm, uh, you know, uh, about stuff, but I was <clears throat> reading, uh, Colossians three, and uh, Colossians three two is uh, set your mind uh, as far as uh, like how to how to pursue a diligent life, and uh, Colossians three two says set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Colossians five is put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry, and then verses twenty three and twenty four. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. There's that mm -hmm. all word again, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. And I was thinking about the human master thing that, you know, the human masters can't offer me anything that uh, mm -hmm. matters to God and certainly not everlasting life. I mean, they can give me pleasure for 80 or 90 years, but I mean, compared to eternity, what am I putting my, my bank on? So uh, and the last uh, scripture, uh, 24, is that since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Christ, or it is the Lord Christ you are say, uh, serving. <clears throat> so just that, uh, that diligence, I, I think I don't, and there's, it, it, it's all over the Bible. I, I didn't realize how, how often it was in, in the Bible, but, um, you know, one of the, uh, uh, meanings of the uh, word diligence is a uh, careful persistence, work and effort. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just um, being more, and, and we've talked about this before about being more purposeful. And, uh, and then when I, we're talking about uh, these, uh, these uh, subjects, Nick said, he'd like to talk about humility. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, gosh, how these things kind of meld together for me to live a, a diligent life, I have mm -hmm. to live a life of humility, I have to uh, think about what God wants me to do, put myself aside, you know, being humble and then be diligent and living for the Lord. So that's kind of the premise yeah, that we're talking about. For sure. So, yeah, a lot of things are coming to mind when you talk about that. Um, I really like the Colossians 3.23 verse as it relates to diligence and then as well as our um, acts of goodness, our... Uh, acts of worship and such, but I'm um, kind of breaking down diligence a little bit more. Why do you think it's important for us as Christians to be diligent in our everyday life? Some people might say like, oh, I go to church on Sunday and that's, you know, <clears throat> that's all I do or do a 
morning devotional, read the daily bread devotional or, you know, the Bible app devotional and, you know, that's enough. Why would you, what would you say uh, the importance of being diligent is? <clears throat> you know, we talked about this a couple or not you and I, but uh, one of the episodes, a couple episodes ago was to put on the breastplate of armor daily. And if we don't put it on daily, uh, the, uh, that to me is being diligent. We have to put it on daily. Mm-hmm. So if I don't arm myself against the world and my thoughts and my impurities and all the things that the world is going to uh, grab me in on, I have to be diligent in getting up in the morning and putting on that uh, that suit of armor. I mean, that's kind of how I <clears throat> think. Uh, and I probably didn't think about that too much mm-hmm. before a few weeks ago, <laughs> but uh, how important being diligent is to winning a war. And we talked about, you know, we are at a war, a spiritual war. I, mm-hmm. I have been in war and you have to be diligent, <clears throat> purposeful every day mm-hmm. or else you're going to, uh, you're going to reap the, you know, you're going to die yeah. uh, or get wounded or whatever. But um, yeah, so that's kind of why I, 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 to me, I, I think we have to uh, <clears throat> live a diligent life by putting on the breastplate of arm every day <clears throat> and just arming ourselves against all these evil uh, thoughts and, uh, evil things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like a daily habit of doing something to kind of prepare yourself for the day, whether that's preparing yourself for the spiritual warfare that you might encounter or just preparing yourself to uh, jump to the opportunity. We've talked about that in previous episodes of looking for opportunities to live out our faith. Um. It makes me kind of think of some of the um, leadership books that I've read by former Navy SEALs, how they talk about the daily rhythms and activities they have to do to kind of be at their best in order to prepare for the war or, the, you know, the conflict or the tasks <laughs> or whatever they're going to do. Because if they start to slip in those areas that they're called to be diligent in, then they're going to slip when the opportunity arises for them to be able to need those skills and use the word habit and that's and that's another great word because <clears throat> a lot of people don't know what goes on behind the scenes you know with the military and stuff and um, but uh gosh i mean there's so many things that we prepare for every day that nobody knows about and it's just mundane but again it's this diligence now that i think back on it um there are people that fly around the world every day in these uh, transport planes and different uh, Air Force uh, things, whatever. And they, uh, they'll fly around the world like in 24 hours or whatever. And they touch down in mm-hmm. uh, allied, um, you know, uh, bases or whatever, just to, you know, to familiarize themselves with the, with the airstrip and how they're going to land and <clears throat> how they're going to take off. And then they come back, you know, wherever they're based out of, take a few days off do it again or somebody else might go or whatever they practice mid-air air uh, uh, air air refuelings all the time so that when the when the time comes i mean they they, they are prepared to go and you know we just don't uh i think we're more and i've talked about this before i think maybe you and i have too about we're Mm -hmm. just such a knee-jerk uh not just christianity but just life in general human beings our human nature is just a knee-jerk thing we don't really want to spend a lot of time preparing for these mundane things that never mm-hmm. happen. And, and, and again, it's kind of boring to do this kind of stuff, you know, and I, I'll be the first to admit that, uh, 
you know, it's not exciting to prepare yourself. It's exciting to go to war. So if I'm not going to war, I don't feel that intense, uh, you know, that intensity to actually prepare. Yeah. That's why I like that Colossians 3.23 verse, whatever you do, do it with all of your heart as if you're doing it for God and not for people. Um, paraphrasing there. But um, I think sometimes as Christians, we can kind of segregate like spiritual activities and everyday activities. So someone might say, well, I'm going to give my daily devotionals, you know, 110%. But then when I go to work, well, I'm only going to give it, you know, 50% of my energy because my boss is kind of a jerk and I don't really like him and I don't really like this job and I'd rather be doing, you know, serving the community or something like that. And I think in that passage, uh, Paul kind of separates, he kind of brings the two together and says, hey, everything is, everything we do is holy because everything we do is ultimately unto God. So we need to be diligent in all things that we do, in the spiritual activities that we do, and then the seemingly unspiritual things that we're doing. Again, a great word. You know, you, you said the word boss, and then I'm thinking, I misread you there for a second, and I was thinking heavenly boss, and I'm thinking, well, well, of course we're going to do everything. Right. That but, <laughs> but your boss, your earthly boss, you would <clears throat> uh, try to beg off on some of this stuff or whatever. And, uh, you, you know, I've talked about this, um, you know, uh, you know, what does it mean to live a, <clears throat> a diligent life, you know, and um, uh, scripturally as well as a secular uh, thing. Mm -hmm. There was a, an article I read about, uh, uh, and this is not as, uh, it's not faith-based. I don't think, no, it isn't, but, uh, there was like six things. Uh, and I'll just run through real quick, mm -hmm. create a burning desire to achieve a goal, gain clarity of purpose, commit to what you do. Don't overburden yourself with work, adopt a thorough approach, surround yourself with tax task oriented people. So again, that's not a faith based uh, article or whatever, but there's a lot of good things in there that uh, I could align myself with that would <laughs> strengthen my my life mm -hmm. of purpose. And, uh, you know, I, I've all uh, I've used the uh, again, uh, jokingly about, you know, the Popeye syndrome, you know, that I am what I am, I can't change or whatever. And I think a lot of us, uh, I know I jokingly say that, but I think a lot of us, uh, we just give up. We uh, settle for, you know, well, listen, you know, I'm, that isn't me. You know, I mean, I'm, um, I know what God wants me to do, but I just don't have that talent. I don't have that drive, that desire that I, I, I that's just not in me. And so I think about, uh, gosh, I mean, if God, and then, and then I think about, you know, the, uh, you know, you, you could uh, take the Popeye thing from I am what I am to, there's just not enough time to do all this kind of stuff that God wants me to do and live life oh. as I uh, am, am here living. And I'm, again, I'm thinking about, you know, if, if God uh, created the world, I mean, I'm, if God created the world, mm -hmm. Everything about it is perfect. And, and when you say everything, you know, that, uh, that word all is, uh, you know, synonymous. Mm -hmm. So everything, all is perfect. So he, he, when I say I don't have enough time during the day to do what he wants me to do and blah, 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 I can think of all these things. 
if everything that God created is perfect, he created the perfect amount of time in a day. 24 hours is how, is how mm -hmm. much time he, uh, you know, allowed for the sun to circle the earth and going to, uh, for a day in, in tonight. Um, you know, there's uh, so many things that uh, tug at our hearts that, you know, we just don't see it that, you know, God created us in this perfect image and he, and he created a day to be 24 hours, seven days in a week, a month, a year, our mm -hmm. life expectancy, you know, 70, 80, 90, a hundred years, you know, God willing, but I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, we can mm -hmm. argue all this stuff. <clears throat> so if we say that we don't have enough time to do stuff and I've got other things going on, then I segued into another article about, um, you know, uh, and again, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to be pushing the envelope on this one, but, you know, forsake all, uh, this was an article called forsake all, sell everything, leave family and follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And one of the excerpts in here, it's just a great article, but um, it was talking about uh, Christ when he left home, Luke 3.23. He left, he left all he had, home, family, possessions, all of it. Immediately afterwards, he was baptized. Immediately after that, he went through testing. Then and only after those things happened, he began to minister to others. Jesus conquered himself. If he didn't, he would be conquered. You must also take up the cross and conquer yourself. If you don't, you will be conquered. Leaving all you have, crucifying your flesh, going through these tests, and ministering is 100% necessary. He did it. His disciples did it. And he preached it to everyone. So uh, God forbid, I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to leave the things that make my family happier, or please my kids or my grandkids or whatever. But if those things figure into that 24 hour period that prevents me from doing exactly 100 percent of what God wants me to do, uh -huh. then that uh, passage makes sense that I need to, I need to leave that, uh, uh, those distractions. Thank God I can bring mm -hmm. my kids with me and my grandkids, yeah. my wife, but boy, if those things are distracting you and, uh, and again, I'm just going to say it sports or dance. I mean, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm both of them and all these things that, uh, pull on us. If that pulls us away, then we have to eliminate those things and, mm -hmm. and our love of money, just our love of, uh, again, the greatest thing in God's eyes is to become a servant that takes no money. So, I mean, mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, I ramble no, I, on. I get you. So, yeah, I think that what we need to consider is when we're being diligent in serving God, doing what he has to say is, like you said, we have the perfect amount of time in our day. So I think that that means that sometimes we don't necessarily need to look for more time or even always look for more things to do, but instead look at, okay, who has God? placed in my life? What are some of these activities that I'm already doing? Spending time with family, spending time with friends. Um, if you're <clears throat> doing some extracurricular activities, you know, talk about sports, dance, etc. like you mentioned, looking for what are the opportunities to serve God in the midst of those opportunities. So instead of looking for other opportunities to serve, look at what opportunities God has already given you and then serving and being diligent and serving in those opportunities. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I'd be, it, it, if we are going to go to dance and uh, meets and um, baseball and just, and I'm just using those because those are personal to me, but for sure, yeah. uh, you know, being diligent in 
taking every opportunity with those that are, uh, that we come in contact with to actually, uh, uh, you know, to uh, spread the gospel and to talk and, uh, just bring that in, into conversation. You know, those, uh, those can be ministering times, but again, that word diligence, uh-huh. uh, comes in and that, you know, and your word, um, um, being humble or, uh, uh-huh. humility, you know, I got to put aside what I want to talk about or whatever, maybe while well, I'm, uh, in a low moment and I, if the opportunity, uh, presents itself, I need to be diligent in pursuing that uh-huh. moment in time, because I, I believe God has uh, put those moments in time in our lives. So it's how we, you know, uh, respond to it. And I want to read one last thing here and then we can just kind of talk anecdotally, but, uh, one of the, uh, paragraphs here that, uh, being a follower of Christ is also to be pursued with diligence. Mm-hmm. The lackadaisical way that some professing believers approach a relationship with God is reflected nowhere in the Bible. Instead, Jesus made it clear that those who wish to be his disciples must be all in. Mm-hmm. Luke 9, 57 to uh, 62. Unless we diligently pursue righteousness and obedience, we, exp- we will experience failure. The world is too appealing, temptation too abundant. There are too many excuses for turning away. That's why Jesus emphasized that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. In other words, life's ultimate goal is to diligently love the Lord. All actions flow from the posture of our hearts. When we make diligence the common ingredient in everything we do, we will choose to do godly things. We set a standard for ourselves that will propel us toward godliness in a life of excellence. And I love that. Uh, I mean, if I had to sum it up, that's what I would, uh, that's what I would say. So, yeah, I think when we talk about that, um, being diligent, it's being diligent in the attitudes and the behaviors that we see Jesus doing throughout scripture. I think this word humility for me comes to mind. So one of my favorite definitions of humility, because when you hear humility, you can think of a ton of different things. Some people might think, oh, that sounds like humiliation. Uh, You know, you might have some other misconceptions of what that looks like. And what my favorite definition that I've come across of humility is by this guy named uh, John Dixon. And he basically wrote that humility is the noble choice to forego your status use your resources and influence for the good of others before yourself. So we kind of break this down. There's three components to it. So foregoing your status, using your influence and prioritizing others. And I think when we look at um, Jesus and the, his behaviors and attitudes, we see that exactly. So in Philippians two, uh, this passage is often referred to as imitating Christ's humility and Starting in verse five, it reads, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, even though being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance of man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. So right there, we see all of those three different components foregoing his status. Verse six, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. 
I think that's probably one of my favorite passages in scripture because it just talks about how, hey, you know, Christ is not second to God the Father and the Trinity. They're equal. But even though he has that equality with God, that same authority, power, influence, he chose to give that up for our sake. And then obviously using his influence, rather, verse 7, rather made himself nothing by taking on the nature of a servant, and then finally prioritizing others, prioritizing you, prioritizing me. Verse 8, um, humbling himself unto death, even death on a cross. So I love your... Um... For going, or would you say for going your influence? Yeah, for going your status. For yeah. your status, your influence. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, adopting the same mindset of Jesus I wrote down. Mm -hmm. And then prioritizing others uh, before yourselves, loving your, uh, yeah. your, you know, your neighbor. So, I mean, it's just uh, it's so easy to say we know the answers. I mean, we have the ultimate answer. I mean, we have mm -hmm. the right answer. We can never fail the test yeah. in, uh, in answering the test or the, the question correctly. Mm -hmm. What we fail at is living it out. So, mm -hmm. you know, we all know the answers. We just know it backwards and forwards. I can preach it uh, day and night. But then as soon as I walk outside the door, you're going to get in your car. I'm going to get in mine. I'm going to yeah. go do my figure, do yours. And we're going to fall apart uh, mm -hmm. or not, not fall apart. Thank God we have Christ in us all the time. But it's going to fall uh, short, I should say, mm -hmm. <clears throat> of really uh having that same mindset of jesus that you said I, I i just love that and i i i know that i can't compare i you know you know the popeye thing i am what i am god is maybe mm -hmm. a a unique individual but he's also called me to change and to be more like him so i mean i, I i'm not born like christ i have to mm -hmm. learn to live like christ and i think that's our ultimate challenge and uh, as uh, i i read that article there are so many distractions in the world that are short um what do you call it like immediate satisfaction we kind of opt for those you know we can look at uh, and i've heard people say you know just like the francis chan thing about that uh, rope thing you know that comes to mind mm -hmm. and that little uh, red tape you know that we live here for so short amount of time I mean, gosh, there is so much to cram into life to experience that we're going to miss out on a lot of stuff if we don't really pursue all those things, uh -huh. you know, like a bucket list. And I, I've yeah. heard people say they have a bucket list. I'm going to do this and do that. So, I mean, uh, uh, the the flip side of that is I only have this short amount of time yeah. to prepare myself for eternity. So, I mean, that to me is that living a diligent lifestyle. I know it's going to be inconvenient for 60, 70, 80, 90 years, but it's going to uh, determine how that, how much more uh, uncomfortable it's going to be to live eternity, uh, you know, without doing the stuff I'm supposed to be diligent about while I'm here. And the only way we can get to that eternal living is to be diligent while I'm here. So you mentioned bucket lists and I almost wonder if it, would help people to because oftentimes when we think of a bucket list it's very self-focused it's like oh, yeah i want to skydive, whatever go yeah. skydiving i want to have a nice car i want to do this or do that where i almost wonder what it would look like to have like a a christ-like bucket, Christ -like bucket list yeah exactly <laughs> that where hey wow. before i die i want to serve this many people oh my gosh before i die i want to you know i don't Wouldn't know that what that would, look, yes. know what that would look like i've never <laughs> heard that I have a bucket list for christ you know i mean yeah yeah i mean that is just uh wow i mean I, i'm almost speechless but 
that is so uh, that would be the uh, one of the answers to living uh, this diligent life is to have a bucket list because I know when we have a bucket mm -hmm. list for <clears throat> all those other things that we just kind of alluded to mm -hmm. uh, we uh, make those things happen. I mean, if we're, if we're purposeful about those things, mm -hmm. we're going to save money for it. We're going to do yeah, it. We're going to set absolutely. aside some time. We're going to be very diligent mm -hmm. in pursuing those, uh, uh, earthly <clears throat> pleasures in life that, that we like. Mm -hmm. But the flip side, like I say, is to have that Christ-like bucket list where I be yeah. as, um, as diligent in pursuing those, uh, things on the bucket list, man. That's a good one. We got to leave or end this with something else besides that. That's kind of a downer. <laughs> you got to have something positive. That's not positive. Well, that, that is, positive, is positive, but I'm saying, yeah. boy, how much I lack yeah. when I think about, I mean, your analogy about having a bucket list for Christ is like, wow, I should have that on my wall, you know, literally things I yeah. want to accomplish for Christ before I die. Yeah. yeah. And that we, goes along with your humility thing, you know, mm -hmm. putting myself, putting my bucket list in the, in the trash, right? putting yeah. that up there, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, I think we don't need to start with the bucket list. So I think of you have to think of like, I recently did a video about breaking your goals down. So kind of the premise, hey, if you have a goal to read 12 books in a year, it's like you're not just going to sit down in one setting and read all 12 of those books. You're going to break it down, you know, you're going to read a book a month and then that's going to come down to reading, you know, if it's a 200 page book, okay, then you're going to have to read 50 pages a week. And then that breaks down to maybe 10 pages a day if you're not counting weekends. So kind of, it makes, you know, big goals super practical. So that way when you're diligent in like the small practical goal, you can set yourself a smaller goal, basically. Hey, my goal for today is to read 10 pages and then those 10 pages lead to you know 50 pages a week one book a month and then 12 books in the year and i think we can do that with our spiritual goals if we're talking about that yeah. like hey you know you don't need to think about hey what do i want to do in before i die just what do i want to do before the day's over yeah and kind of break it down there hey today i want to you know, read a chapter of scripture or, Hey, I want to bless one person today. And that could be something simple like giving them a blessing bag or paying for the coffee for the person behind you, or, you know, the options are endless when it comes to that. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, you're right. Just break it down to our, just our, our just our daily little, you know, time mm -hmm. that we spent uh, during the day. And the phrase that came to mind was diligence and driving. So, I mean, mm -hmm. That could be one little thing I can start <laughs> off with right now about putting yeah. my other people ahead of myself, about, about being uh, humble, you know, about mm -hmm. being uh, gracious, about loving my neighbor. Yeah. And I've actually had, you know, probably, and I'm a pretty, uh, I won't say aggressive. Uh, I tell my kid or my grandkids I'm purposeful. That's what it is. I'm, I'm purposeful <laughs> in uh, getting to where I you know, want to go with her. Yeah. But I've noticed in the last couple, three weeks, uh, I've had people, and it's kind of like that, um, that uh, thing where, you know, uh, I do something for you and you pass it on, open a door for somebody, you, you know, on and on. Yeah. And I've noticed people that let me go or they they are not, uh, they'll come up to a stop sign and they have no uh, movement whatsoever to go and they just kind of raise their hand and just, you know, please go mm -hmm. ahead. You know, I think, oh my gosh, you know, I got to be more like that. You know, I, yeah. what would it take them? Like three seconds, you know, to do something nice like that. 
So just that mm-hmm. diligence and driving to your point, not having a, you know, might be, uh, be being more humble, but that could be a little piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what you said in the beginning, you know, Colossians 3, 23, whatever you do, mm. do it for God as if driving, you know, don't do it. Wow. for. <laughs> do it for God, not for other people. Yes. Basically. Cause I think sometimes you can look at those small attitudes, behaviors, actions and say, Hey, well, that's not a very, spiritual action so to speak yeah. that's not a very uh you know christian action you practice know? what you preach but, well, colossians you know, 3 if we read it we got to do it yeah but basically hey you're letting that you know you're not letting that person go before you you know it's as if you're doing that for god so that's right yeah we can be I, diligent I love it in yeah all things yes yes yeah. Funny how we, how Nick and I will come up with things or something, and we never know how they're going to turn out or whatever. But uh, this one, I think, uh, turned out really well, and I, and I just love the melding of the diligence and the humility. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. However, you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.